fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. This is fucking crazy. Okay. This is fucking crazy. Okay. So, um, we're coming to the end of the Formula One season, right? Mm-hmm. And I just watched today's race. Mm-hmm. Uh, it should have been over a while ago, but it just ended about 10 minutes ago. What time to start? Um, the official race, like the race actually started at 11.35. It probably should have been over about 1 o'clock. Okay. Um, this is one of the most controversial races I have ever seen ever. So we've got the two two people on top are Max Verstappen and Lewis Hamilton, right? Mm-hmm. And Max Verstappen is leading him by 14 points in like the standings. So, um, this shit's insane. So race starts, goes off without a hitch. Everything's normal. They're racing. Um, there is someone crashes. He, um, he takes corner too quick. Um, and he just like his brakes lock up and he slides into the barrier. It happens sometimes. The guy was fine. The car was fucked up, but I mean, it happens. And so they, they stopped the race. So they threw a red flag, which completely stops the race. Instead of just slowing everybody down, you know, while they clear the debris, they completely stop it. So everybody goes into their pit lanes. This is where the first controversial thing happens is because Mercedes had just pitted right before that to get new tires on the car. Red Bull hadn't pitted yet. Since the race stops and everyone goes into their pit lane, they are allowed to change tires. Okay. So Red Bull is now allowed to change their tires after Mercedes had just switched theirs and they've already taken life off of them and Red Bull hadn't yet. So they just get a free pit stop without losing any standings, Okay, which is already a controversial rule for F1 when they are allowed to just change tires when they go into the pit lane like that. Um, when they haven't, I think, I think it's when they haven't had a pit stop yet, I think. Um, that was the first thing. And then the race restarts. And, um, so they line back up, they do the laps and everything, the formulation lap, and they line back up and, um, Max Verstappen is starting at second. No, at first. Hey, who's Verstappen um, race for again? Red Bull. Okay. He's starting at first. Um, Lewis Hamilton is starting at second and, um. Think, and Esteban Ocon, he races for Alpine. He's starting in third. I actually, which is pretty cool. And so the race starts. They get going, and um, Hamilton actually gets a good enough start to get in front of Verstappen. And Verstappen was very mad about that because Hamilton was technically doing something he shouldn't have done. He technically was not allowed to do this while they were doing the formation lap. When they were getting up to the grid, um, Hamilton was back like 10 cars instead of keeping pace with Verstappen. So he was staying back further using his him getting up to the grid to get more heat in his tires. Oh. Yeah, instead of keeping pace with Verstappen. So he stayed back and kept going slower so he could keep getting heat in his tires until he went back up. That made Verstappen very fucking pissed. And so naturally Hamilton got a better start because his tires had a little more heat in him. I don't know that really played a big factor into it. Then again, it oh, it shit. plays a it plays a huge factor. Um, because the more the tires sit, they get the more cold they get, 
and the hotter your tires are, the more grippy they get. Um, Ooh. Yeah. Unless they get hot enough to catch on fire, then. <laughs> um, but that happened, and the race took off, and then what ended up happening was there was... They didn't even... I think Espan Alcon ended up getting in um, first place. He was able to get past um, Hamilton and Verstappen in first place. And then, after the race restarted, they didn't even get through one lap. And someone else had already crashed. And it was bad enough again, they had to completely stop the race. And so they all went back into the pit lane. And um, then they lined up again. And, well, first there was some controversy of where Hamilton and Alcon and Verstappen would be. Because there was this battle back and forth, and Verstappen got in, like, first, and... It's all very confusing. But... I don't know, it's hard to describe it. Where, like, it makes sense. But... I don't know, I'll just say they they went to restart the race again. And then Alcon was in first, ended up getting to start in first this time. And then, um, I think Hamilton was second and then Verstappen was third. Okay. And then they start the race and it goes fine. There's a couple issues. There's a couple issues. There was three other times that they, now that they had to do what's called a virtual safety car where everybody just, all the racers slow their speed down by 40% and they just drive slow and there's no overtaking. It's a virtual safety car, safety car because they're not actually bringing the safety car onto the track. Because that just takes time. It wastes it. So it's just a virtual safety car. Everybody slows down because there was debris they had to clean up. Okay. And this is one of the fastest... The second fastest circuit in Formula One. Um, so they're going like 300 kilometers an hour and there's like pieces of debris. And it's really dangerous if like there's debris and shit on it because it's so fast. Um, and so... There's like three of those, and there was this weird battle between Hamilton and Verstappen where they were going around a corner, and Hamilton went like around the outside, but they both, I don't know, they were both fighting each other, and then they both had to bail, or they would have crashed into each other. And um, Max took the like outer, so he exceeded like track limits, but it allowed him to get like way in front of Hamilton. So he basically kind of went out of bounds, is what you're yes, saying? Yes, he went out of bounds. But, you know, he was way in front of Hamilton. And then what he had to do in that position was he had to give the position back to Hamilton. Since mm. he exceeded the track limits. And I'd be going out of bounds 24-7 as a fucking racer. Yeah. I'd be in last place because of how much I go out of bounds. <laughs> um, but what happened was... I don't. There was some sort of weird miscommunication between... Red Bull and Mercedes and Hamilton and Verstappen. So Verstappen went to slow down and he was on the right and I guess Hamilton didn't know he was giving him the spot. It hadn't been communicated to him yet or something. And so he didn't know what was happening and all of a sudden like Max Verstappen's like going really slow and he tries to move and he hits the back of Verstappen, damaging Hamilton's front wing. And so Hamilton is yelling into like his radio like um... What like, he brake-checked me. Like, he brake-checked me. Like, what was that? Is it, is it Hamilton British? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck, bloke? What are you doing? He said, um, what, what were they saying? It wasn't even brake-check. Um, you fucking picky-blinded me. What the he fuck? Said, no, they break. He break. 
I don't know, but they don't say brake checked. He don't brake me, mate. He I don't know. Fucking braked me. But um, that happened, and uh, I mean, they had to pull him into. F- Actually, no. I think he stayed on the broken wing. Um, they didn't pull him in to fix it. He stayed on the broken wing, but then Verstappen actually gave him the spot, and it was crazy because it's just this weird miscommunication of like he's giving you the spot, but he didn't know he was giving him the spot yet, so he's slowing down, and Hamilton just thinks he's slamming on his brakes, and. I don't know. It's so insane. But then what ends up happening is Hamilton gets around Verstappen and he's able to build a big enough lead um, to win the race. So Hamilton won, but there were so many things that happened. That's a very This race is going to be so controversial. And if Verstappen had won, there would be arguments all over. People being like, oh, he only won because of all the shit that happened, you know? So does Hamilton win the season? Not yet. So this... It actually makes it more interesting because this means that the season, I mean, it was going to continue until next weekend anyways to the last race, but we don't have a world champion until the end of next weekend. Okay. Because then those points tally in. So how many points does Hamilton get So for winning a race? Right now. Snip. Snip. So they were, so the standings, um, they're fully tied. You got 14 points for that? Both of them. No. Um, Max Verstappen went up to... Th- uh, he went from... Uh, let's see, how many points did I get? Okay, so Hamilton gets got 26 points for winning. Holy shit. And Verstappen got 18 points for coming in second. So, um, t- actually, he got 25 points for winning, but he got one extra point because he had the fastest lap. So you get one extra point if you have the fastest lap. Um, so they are both sitting at um, uh, 369.5 points. So it all comes down to next weekend. Because if Verstappen had won this, um, this race, then um, I think it would have been enough no, it would have been enough for um, for him to like win the season. And I didn't even stick around to watch the race to see how things were at the podium because there were so many tensions. They were like like Hamilton on like team radio and everything when like he was battling with Verstappen. And Verstappen was being extremely aggressive and like almost hitting him like crazy and. Hamilton was like, this guy's crazy. Like, what is he doing? And there's even news articles. Hamilton beats Verstappen in controversy, controversy filled first ever Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Yeah, that's another thing. This is the first, it's the first Saudi Arabian Grand Prix. Like, I think this track was just built. Like, it just finished being built. Was it? Wait, no, I'm stupid. Never mind. I was going to say something dumb and ignorant. Okay. Who's, there's one guy that I see a lot on TV. Trying to figure out who it is. F1 driver? Yeah. Because um, when you said Max Verstappen, I was like, wait, is that the guy that I'm thinking of? It looks nothing like him. Sergio Perez? Maybe. Daniel Ricciardo? We'll look up Sergio. Uh, Lando Norris? No, it's not Lando. I know that. 
Oh, 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 oh. Valtteri Bottas. It is. No, it's not Sergio Perez. Anyways. Who was it? I don't know. Oh, okay. He did an interview with Josh Allen, the quarterback for the Bills. Now I'm curious. I don't know. But this is. Um. This is exciting because I'm torn between these two. After this race, uh, Verstappen was being kind of an asshole in this race. I don't know what his deal was. He was being extremely aggressive, like too aggressive, like almost unsportsmanlike aggressive. I think just because he wanted to win. That's competitive nature, bro. Brings out the worst in some. I know. I know. And I get it because if he wins, he it's his first world championship title. And he's been racing in Formula One for years. And I feel like he's earned his spot. Because he's such a good driver. But not when he does shit like that. But then on the other hand, Hamilton had some moments too. Where he was being very unsportsmanlike. They're both at each other's throats. And it's fun to watch. But it's like, I love both drivers. But it's like, and no matter what, like this season... It's going to be F1 history. Like, it's going to go down in the history books as one of the most exciting, craziest seasons to watch. Because Verstappen will, if he wins, have his very first world championship championship title. And if Hamilton wins, um, he's already made history by being the first and only black driver in F1. Okay. And second, he will hold the record for the most world championship titles in Formula 1 history. Because he's tied right now with Michael Schumacher at seven. Seven world titles. So if he wins, he'll have eight. And so he'll be the most winningest F1 driver to ever exist. So it's like, I don't know who I want to win. Is there an American? No. There's no Americans in F1? No. Because the reason there's like no Americans in F1 is because we have our own race series here in America, like NASCAR, IndyCar. Oh, fuck that. Get an American over there. Somebody, be good. Luke, go drive. I don't want to do F1. Why not? That's too dangerous. You scared? It's too physically I'd taxing. I'd be fucking scared. I couldn't do it. I couldn't. I'm. Physically taxing. It is one of the. It is. It is probably the most physically taxing sport there is. Actually. In what way? Because while you're you're experiencing like insane G's of force, accelerating, decelerating on the brakes, you like you can experience extreme fatigue because you you're stuck sitting in that race car. You like F one drivers have to go through a lot of training in order to do it, to be able to endure it, to withstand like the g-force of accelerating decelerating the turns even when they get in crashes too it's a lot of force put on your body when that happens and it like more force than like a quarterback getting like completely obliterated by a linebacker like that's pussy shit to an f1 driver i could never do it yeah okay it's fucking insane I was going to look at that. You said he did an interview with Josh Allen? Yeah. Uh, with... Hmm. 
good looking guy. Oh, Daniel Ricardo. It was Daniel Ricardo. Where's he from? Like his home country? E. What's, uh, what's he represent? Well, he races for McLaren. But he is from Australia. Oh, he's fucking Australian. Yeah. He used to race for Renault. I like him. He's good. I like him. He has a lot of personality, too. He's, he's Australian. He's got great personality. He's good looking. When uh, when they had the U.S. Grand Prix this this year in uh, Austin, he um, he put on a cowboy hat and cowboy boots when he walked to the race. I love him. He's got so much. The, both him and Lando have so much personality. I love what people think about Texas. I love that. I know me with, too. With a German exchange student in high school. And she said when she got off the plane, she was expecting to see a bunch of horses and cows roaming around. It's so funny to hear people's like stereotypes or opinions. And I was like, nah, dude, you're in North Texas. You see a lot of city folk and a bunch of rich white people. Oh, yeah. Like, there ain't no... Like, you'll see a cow or two from like those people who are surrounded by those big corporate like lands who are building like all this shit around it. But then there's that like couple acres of land with like one two three cows on it yeah so yeah no they're, they're like when we first moved around in this area where the what's it where that new uh gym is right here across the street from the 7-eleven that used to be the, like land oh, right yeah. here yeah it, it was with the cows field. yeah they had a couple baby cows yeah I remember, I remember one time when we were on the bus going home from school and the, there were two cows right next to the fence just going at it like SEX? Yeah. Just doing it. Right next to the fence. <laughs> and we were sitting in the school bus. I don't remember that. What, well, yeah, because I think it was when I was in eighth grade. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, was, it was hilarious. So I was a little bit older. We it was either that or then. one of those days um, we rode the bus because you had errands to run. Wait, it was going home from school? Yeah. It was going oh, okay. home from school. Yeah. I had errands. Yeah. So it was either that or um, in middle school and when you were in high school. It's a lot of dead air right there. I know. I love it. No, I don't love it's it. So Cut funny. that out. Cut that. Uh, dead air sucks. Dead air is okay. People are just like, God. Just fill it. Just fill it with... I mean, we can't fill it now. It's already dead. Yeah. Speaking of high school... Yeah? Do you remember those times? Well, I guess it was for your... Was it middle school? Okay, so there's that transition in your life where you're in middle school and high school and you're going through hormonal changes. I think I say hormonal changes a little too much for this podcast. But anyways... You start feeling a lot more. So you find music. Feeling what, though? Rage. Oh, like emotions. Yeah. Okay. Depression. I feel that. Sadness. I feel that. Envy. I feel that. Love. And then all of a sudden, that song that you've heard so many times becomes a little too real. Because you lost it all. Nothing lasts forever. I'm sorry. I can't be Perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Okay, so there's that feeling that I remember of when you found new music. Mm -hmm. Because 
you met a whole bunch of new kids or a whole bunch of just new people in general that knew music that you were kind of getting into. I remember when I first found it, I remember it was CJ visiting from uh, uh, Fort Hood. And he goes, bro, you're going to love this song. It's fucking sick. And I was just big on rock and roll. Yeah. The band I listened to the most was probably Kiss and didn't think much of music at the time either. Like, I was just like, yeah, yeah, rock and roll is cool. Uh-huh. I don't really listen to anything else. And then I just hear, da, 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 let's roll. Let's go. Let's go. Let's roll. Who gives a shit? Anyways. And I was like, this band fucking rocks. And then it took me down that rabbit hole of YouTube of just looking for everything that they had and me falling in love with that band. What about that feeling of discovering like a band and being like, oh, their music is sick. And then I don't know if you've had this, but like you kind of forget about them. And then like four years later, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to go listen to that. And you're like, I wonder if they made anything new and they haven't made anything since. Yeah, that was you me. You find like, out that they're just not a band anymore now. That was me like my sophomore year of high school, I would say, because like freshman year, I think I found a lot of music, yeah. like a bands that I've heard of but I never actually listened to. <clears throat> There's sorry, so like both for my Valentine, I've heard songs by them, but I didn't really like listen to anything else. Yeah, and so I found like uh, Your Betrayal. I love that song. I found uh, Tears Don't Fall. Oh, so good. You know, and I was like, wow, this is fucking amazing. But then there's like this band from Sweden. I think they were called Solitude. I don't know who that is. Yeah, exactly. They made, they made like one EP, I think. Really? And I listened to the song Ricochet and I was like, bro, this is my vibe. Uh-huh. And I remember when I found Machine Head too, damn near got me in trouble. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you had the, you, that was, um, well, I always forget the name of the song that you listened Imperium. to. Imperium. Imperium. Yes, you told me you just wanted to fight somebody. Metalheads, there's a song, Imperium, by Machine Head. Some of you know it, some of you may not. Yeah. And it starts off really slow, not like in a sense of uh, sad or anything, just kind of, it's a slow buildup. It has a buildup, but it starts gradual. And then once Very it gets gradual. a little more fucking, <clears throat> you, you start feeling things. Yeah. And there was a kid I did not like in high school. I really did not fucking like him. <clears throat> and it's the end of the day. We're all walking down to the bus stop area, and he's walking down the stairs, and when it picks up, just, I'm like, I'm going to kick this kid down the fucking stairs. So you want to punch him in the face? No, I'm going to kick him down the stairs. I started getting homicidal thoughts. I was like, oh, fuck, he needs to get away from me. It's Which stairs easy. was it? Was it like the big main ones? No. So it I can was, picture uh, it? So you know where the bus stop area was? Yes. It's like that first staircase right there by the library. Oh, okay. It's kind of like that. It's not even like it winds this I way. I see what you're talking about. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, so if I kick you this way, you could hit that wall and ricochet back down the other set of stairs. Or he can just hit that wall and catch himself and then you don't commit a murder. Or he could hit that wall, catch himself, and we get into a fucking fight. That's true. What a crush that pipsqueak. Yeah. Yeah. Are you 100% confident? 100% Because I don't know who it was. I was off. I was in the best shape of my life at the time. Because mm-hmm. think about that. That was when the summer I was running four miles every morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, Because yeah. I was preparing for wrestling yeah. to find out that school didn't have wrestling. I was also still just like filled with fucking rage. I was ready to hit the shit off somebody. Well, clearly. Yeah. 
<laughs> we and, got that from the rest of the story. And so I'm probably like 175, 185, yeah. pure fucking unadulterated man meat. Unadulterated rage. Yeah, and man meat. I'm probably about 5'6", five, 5'7", five, at the time. And he's like... Five, short kings. Yeah, he's like 5'3", five, 5'4", five, probably 90 pounds soaking wet. <laughs> With a fuckboy haircut and herpes gotta, on his side of his mouth. You gotta pick on dude your own size, Ryan. That's the thing. It wasn't like I was looking for a fight. He right. was just that type of person where was he's he? so obnoxious that you're just like, dude, will you shut up? Ugh. And I think he said something because I had him in my last class, too. Mm-hmm. That's why I was so close to him. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't me looking for a fight. Where's the small dude? I'm going to kick his fucking ass. What is it? What What is the deal with that like masculine urge to hit another dude when they make you angry? I don't know. What Some people that? have a punchable face, though. Because so. it's like it's like that story I told you of that kid that was that made me angry that one day. I was already in a bad mood, and he called me a fat ass, and I was not having it. First off, he had already annoyed me every single day. Those are terms. See, that's how I feel. He didn't say nothing directly to me, but yeah. he annoyed me every single day. Right, but then he just he walks up to me, and he looks at me, and he's like, he's like, what are you going to do? And like I told you, I look next to me, and we have the big bucket of PVC pipes right next to me. And so I grab one, and he looks at me, he goes, hit me. And so I fucking did. I just had that mask with the nurse, just hit him with it. What is it about getting angry and hitting another dude? I don't know, man. But luckily for me, I fucking... So I, I can hold myself back from it now, but like, what's the deal? Yeah. I don't know what it was, man. I just was... I tamed my urges. However, yeah, that kid just was annoying. Fucking girlfriend can attest to it. She did not like that kid either. He yeah. just, you know, so much energy, which is okay to be like an outgoing person, but there's a moment where people tell you to stop and they just don't stop. And also sometimes you just... Like you just have those days too. That uh, like every you, fucking day of my sophomore year. Yeah, there's like those really bad ones that you're like, nobody better fuck with me, right? And a lot of times someone does, and you're like, why? And for me, that was that day, because I've never been in another fight. I've never hit anybody else in my life. It's just that day I was not dealing with it. There was that one time walking home from the bus stop and it had iced. Yeah. And so we're throwing snowballs, and I was like, "All right, oh, that's enough." Yeah, yeah. And I was like, "All right, we're good, we're good. That's enough." And then so throws one at me. I go, "Said that was enough." So I throw one back at him. Like, "All right, we're fucking done." Guy fucking comes back at me and just shoves it in my face. So that my, was uncalled for. Yeah, my response was just to reach back and cold cock, and he goes stumbling. Didn't knock him down. I'm not gonna be like, "Yeah, I knocked his ass out." But well, cause I, he was kind of a bigger dude. It, it's not as like buff goes but like just had he had a lot of weight on him yeah well he, he stumbled back i just remember going oh fuck and that was the most awkward walk home ever <laughs> it's gonna be so funny yeah i think that was the last time i actually punched somebody really yeah like as like an actual like heat of the moment have I been ready to go before recently? Yes, I've been ready several times. Yeah. Especially when you go out with CJ. You never know what he's going to get into. Because oh I feel like if me and CJ weren't brothers and we were the same age and I went mm. to high school with him, I'd want to fucking fight well, him too. Okay, when we went out the this most recent time when we all went and Addison. everything, uh, Addison, um, there was that dude that got kicked out. And he <laughs> walked. We were outside. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he walked outside, and I looked, and I was like, like all of y'all were outside, and I was like, if something happens in that parking lot, the first thought in my head was CJ's gonna fight that guy. And so CJ walks in, and he starts talking to me, and we were talking about it, and I was telling him, I was like, that was like one of my fears, and he's like, yeah, he's like, that's why I'm in here, and he's like, you see, he's like, that's why, 
Um, have we said Akeem's name on the podcast before? No, you can say Akeem. Nobody knows Akeem. Okay. I know. Well, I was just, I don't want to dox him. I guess I'm not saying the last name. And that's why he looks at me. He's like, and that's why Akeem is between me and the door. Akeem's a great guy. <laughs> and I'm, I was like, that was my thought because I knew CJ was outside. I'm like, he's going to fight this dude if he does something. I just remember I was, uh, I was outside with Tori and me and him were just, uh, smoking. We're hanging back. I'm drunk at this point. Like I'm, I'm pretty good. I remember yeah. everything, but I'm not like okay to drive. I'm not okay to be talking to cops right. type drunk. Yeah. And, uh, I just see that fucking bartender that won't like the burly ass mm-hmm. beard, short King fucking stout as fuck. You know, I didn't want to fuck with him. Yeah, he, he looked bad. Oh yeah, and I just, he was. And he goes, try that pussy ass shit somewhere else. He goes, fucking come on, you're nothing, you're a piece of shit. Come on, motherfucker. And then they're all holding him back. And then Tori's like, go home, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and well, I'm just I love Tori. And I'm like, what? What's going on? You I'm like, just, Tori, are we about to fight somebody? You're just like, I don't know if I can go, bro. You wouldn't have been able to fight anybody that night. I think at that moment, I could have put up a fight. I think further into the night, no. I mean, yeah. I feel like it would have been one of those experiences that it might have sobered you up a little bit to be like, you like know, the I, adrenaline would I be do like. I think if I get hit, I'm awake and I'm going. I think maybe. I guess probably if later on, if it had happened later on, no. No. There's no way. No. If I hit my fucking head and don't remember. It would have been one of these. For commentary That's reasons. would have been. Looked through a punch and fell, fell down to the ground. Yeah. That hurt my knee. Yeah, you fucking just went down. Ow. Yeah. Don't do that. Ever. <laughs> Again. Well, it's already been done. Imagine on concrete. That shit would have hurt. I've fallen on concrete face first. Haven't we all done that as kids? I don't okay. know why I fell head back. Oh, we have, yeah. What? I remember riding my bike and I like just ate shit and I basically flew over the handlebars and just I saved my face by putting my hand like there my arm over oh nice my arm over my face like that I keep covering my mouth and it's not getting to the mic but you know I did that and so instead of like scraping up my face I just had a big old fucking scratch or cut all down my forearm and I was probably like six or seven so my reaction was yeah I had one of those kind of injuries. Uh, I fell off my scooter. I was riding my razor, and um, I just there's always that one, that one rock that is just sitting right there waiting for you. And you hit it, the razor stops moving, but because physics is a thing, you keep going, right? Inertia. Yeah. So I I hit it, the razor stopped. I went forward. Took the razor down with me because I was a fat child. Still am fat, but took the razor with me. So me and the razor both went to the ground. And so I like scraped up my arm and like my leg and everything. And I lifted up my hand like my pinky, this pinky here, like the skin was like destroyed. It was so bad. Like I was like, I was looking at like, of course I was screaming and crying. And my grandma grabbed the, um, oh, the, um, peroxide. Yeah. The hydrogen peroxide. She's like, this is gonna hurt, and I was like, oh, I was like, how bad? She's like, pretty bad. <laughs> She's like, this gonna hurt me more than it hurts you. <laughs> it hurt me more, yeah. guaranteed. <laughs> that reminds me, I was getting babysat by somebody, um, and their brother was like a big 
skateboarder. Yeah. Like they were into it. So they had like this little mini ramp and we took our scooters and went over it. It wasn't like nothing that like shot up. It was just like, eh, eh, like a plateau kind of thing. And I fell and I didn't think much of it because I, it was like a, it wasn't a very graceful fall, but it was a slow fall. You know what I mean? Where you're trying yeah. to save yourself every fucking step of the way, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, you're meant to fall. Nope, nope, wait, nope, nope. I know you're getting back up, but you're still going to fall. Like, like it you, took you forever to fall. Yeah. And so like I scraped up my leg and I didn't think much of it. I was probably about six at the time. I got into a lot of injury. I got into a lot of accidents at a six, seven year old. And I was like, okay, that hurt a little bit, whatever. We'll walk it off. And I'm sitting down because I think I'd fell into the grass too, like a couple times. And I'm scratching my leg because I'm pretty sure I got bit by chiggers. And I'm just like, ah, ah. And then the chick who's basically was like, <gasps> Ryan. And I'm like, what? And I looked down. I basically just tore off flesh from my leg. It was oh, just bloody as hell. It's going to be so bad. And so for me, like, it didn't hurt, but the side of it made me freak the fuck out. I went, oh, my God. Oh, I bet. I'm gonna fucking die. I don't wanna die. I'm not ready to fucking die. You did this to me. You're a terrible fucking babysitter. You stupid bitch. Get off your phone. That reminds me of uh, when I was five years old. Um, we were out. I think I was five. I was five or six. I think I was five. We were playing. It was in school. We were playing at recess. And I was standing in an anthill. And I didn't know I was standing in an anthill. And it wasn't just a regular anthill, it was a fire anthill. Because those were like the only ants we had in my hometown. Lucky us, right? <laughs> so I was standing in a big ass fire ant hill, and I just started feeling. I start, I start looking. Well, I started feeling. I'm like, I was like, my legs are really itchy. They really hurt. And, um, like I didn't notice anything. And so I just, I moved and I lifted up my leg. I just had bites all up and down my legs on both of them. And so I had to go to the office and they had to call my mom. You know, what reminds me. This is all over him. No, that reminds me of. Yeah. My dad's one ton tough son of a bitch. Yeah? Yeah. There's been times where there was one time we were changing. Oh, something happened where, like, the water in the one of the showers wouldn't shut off. Like, it just wouldn't. Like, we would turn the faucet, and the water kept going. Mm. So we went out to the front, tried to shut off the water, like, from the, what's it called? You know what I mean? Up front, there's, like, a little key that you have. Shuts the water off to your house. Yeah. So we're going to do that. He's leaning down. It's dark as fuck outside, too. No moon at all. So, you know, I'm trying to put a flashlight on. And he just goes, well, fuck. I go, what? He goes, I'm elbow deep in an ant pile right now. And it was a fire ant pile. And and he's just like, bit the fuck up. And he's like, like hardly any emotion. Yeah. Another time, we were changing his tire on that uh, charger he had. And that uh, jack was a little... And also the angle, because you know how we our curbs just are like slanted; they're yeah. not actual curbs. Um, I mean, they are actual curbs. Uh, but yeah, but you know what I fucking mean. Um, yeah. So instead of being a hard drop off, it's a slant. Yeah, pretty much. The car fell on his hand, oh. and, he, and he just goes, "Fuck, that's it." Oof. Me, I probably would have been out for like months. Like, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. And then another time when I was a kid, I remember there was like wasp flying around and I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god and he just fucking snatches one out of the air and crushes it in his hand <laughs> are you serious <laughs> not me I'm running away I'm running away too I am running away from that situation but this man was southern boy that's the thing with southern boys they're like just country boys man they don't give a fuck when I was in middle school we were playing football in one of my friend's backyards or his aunt's backyard and I catch it and I try to stop my momentum by like 
going up against the shed. So I go up against the shed and I'm like four inches away from this big ass spider on a spider web. And I go, mm-hmm. oh my God, holy shit. And uh, everybody just goes, hey, no cussing. But then I'm like, I'm like, dude, there's a big old spider over here. And he goes, oh boys, step back, let me see. And then he, and he's like, he's like nose to freaking nose with this thing. He goes, hilarious. oh shit, boys. This is one of them spiders. Yeah, you don't want to get too close to them. And he turns his face and he's like still this close. And I'm like, dude, you're like, why are you too close You're basically to kissing the spider. That's hilarious. The brown recluse. Yeah. Imagine if that fucker just would have jumped on his face and went like ad break. Back to my initial thought, though. I don't find songs like I used to. Yeah. I, well, I feel like, I don't know. We don't. When you're young, you find abundance of music that you never knew existed. I don't even listen to music as much as I used to. Hell no. We used to listen to music on the daily. I know. I mean, if you had that one teacher in high school that was like, you can keep your music in, just listen to me real quick, and you're just fucking vibing, jamming out. That was hilarious. Sometimes my headphones were too loud, so like people would hear what I was listening to, and then I'd get the either like, what the fuck, or like, the, you listen to that? Yeah. Like, the one time I was listening to show tunes... And someone was like, "That's hilarious." What? Uh, yeah. And then some people heard me listen to rap. They're like, "You like rap?" And I was like, "Yeah, a little bit." Yeah. Why? We just see you as this guy that wants school shooter. I'm like, "Oh, fuck you." <laughs> you know? Nowadays, it's like I find only one thing that gets me. Like, just like, "Oh, that's good." Then I don't find something for months. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, it was like you found a whole new band, and they just happen to have three albums released, and you fucking binge those three albums. Yeah. There was this band called And Still I Rise that I discovered, and they released an EP back in 2014. And there was one particular song on it called 65 Roses that I listened to all the time, right? And, like, it was really sick, and so I listened to it all the time, and then um, I just kind of forgot about them, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I would listen to the one particular song sometimes, but then, like, I think for about, like, f- three years, four years, I just completely forgot about them, right? So, like, 2018 2019 I was like I was thinking because like for some reason like the song popped in my head I was like what was that song called I was like what was that band I was like I was like but I'm picturing like the music video in my head and then uh, I remember the name of the band and so I looked it up and I was like are they doing anything uh, they released um, another EP technically of three songs in 2015 and they've done nothing since and I'm like that sucks because they're really good and they have 681 monthly listeners and honestly I looked at it and I'm like you know what I'm surprised it's that many to be completely honest yeah there was a band I found I forgot their name I'm trying to find it right now he uh the singer I believe is Bruce Dickinson from Iron Maiden mm-hmm. it's his son and shit I forgot what it was called. Uh, Rise to Remain. Rise to Remain. Okay. Okay. I listened to a couple songs. And I was like, "Damn, this is dope!" Like, is this my generation's Iron Maiden? It was not. Really? Yeah, they had a couple good songs, but they, I don't think they did much after that. Oh, that, that's kind of a shame. Yeah. It is. Corey Taylor's kids got a band. They say it's basically Corey Taylor reincarnated. Really? You know, I haven't band. listened to any of their stuff. Yeah, they said it's just like Corey Taylor almost. Rise to Remain has 14,000 monthly listeners. Yeah. Oh, I have a song liked by them. Which oh, one? Nothing Left. I can't remember any of their songs, actually. 
Second most popular one. Really? Yeah. What's the, Corey Taylor's son's band? I don't know. Just look up Corey Taylor's son. Oh, okay. There was nothing like finding a new band that no one else knew about, and you would like kind of spread it to the world of just being like, yo, you should check this band out. And then some would come back, yo, that was dope. Others, like, not a fan. Vended is the band name. Like, there's, oh, you were like the best person to have around growing up because everything I knew, you didn't know at the time. So when I found something new, I would hand it to you, and you were just like, this is amazing. Thank you, sir. You were like, for me? For me? You hand it down oh to me, master. God. Father, thank you. Or you would just look at me. King Julian. King Julian. You probably did that a lot better than I did. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how well I do it. I just like doing it. Yeah. No. King Julian. The music and video games, too, helped out, too. Yeah. Like... I remember like NH- NHL 14 had like the some of the best music and then CJ's Xbox at the time which I had for some reason would sync to NHL mm-hmm. so it'd be a mix of CJ's music and uh, NHL's music just playing through the game oh, which cool. I thought was dope that's really cool I don't know how that happened I asked everybody about it like hey you, did you sync your own playlist like what you can do it I'm like yeah they go how'd you do it I have no fucking clue it just happened one <laughs> I <day>. didn't so <laughs> God I'm, might have I don't know. I remember Do You Know Your Enemy by Green Day. Do you know your enemy? I don't know that song. Huh? I never heard that song. You know your enemy. When it comes to Green Day, I know the songs everybody knows. Like, um, American Idiot, uh, Give Me Novocaine, um, Boulevard of Broken Dreams, Holiday, uh, X-Kid, Holiday, uh, that was my ringtone for a long time. What's uh, what's the one song I'm trying to? Maybe think you should put that back as my um, ringtone. Uh, Jesus of Suburbia. I don't like that song very much. I I kind of enjoy it. It's not their best. Uh, what's the one in Varsity Blues? In the beginning of it. Nice guys. Finish nice guys last. finish last. The nice guys finish last. Um, what's another song that I'm trying to think of from? Uh, Twenty One Guns. Twenty One Guns. I'm trying to think of one song. It's from the. I can't remember the name of the album, but it's the one that has like the explosion on it. It's like white and it says Green Day in like green letters. Not helping me, know. kid. It's like it's gonna drive me nuts until I figure out what the name the name of the song is. And there was like this I'm just one. I'm gonna go to Green Day and look. Brothers is one Basket band case. in NHL. I don't remember who they are, but they had this one song. It's like. Broken bones, broken glass. I don't remember the song either. Mm-hmm. I just remember at the time when I was a kid, I was like, "This is fucking dope." Like this is this is amazing. I needed this in my life. There's a lot of video games that have really, really good music. I liked the music in um, Saints Row Three. Saints Row Two was good too, as well. Really? Yeah, Saints Row Three. They had Perfect Weapon, didn't they? Yes, like and it also Rhodes. had that song by Papa Roach. Um. Uh, what is that song? I'm trying to ding it, ding it. Papa Roach. I didn't know who Sublime was until that uh, Saints Row Three. Really? I don't listen to Sublime. I don't either. That's why I didn't know who they were until that. Still swinging. Oh, they did. Yeah. Yeah. That was the song. 
That song's okay to me, but it's not bad. I enjoy it. I really like that song. Wasn't like I was like it's nothing like fancy. It's nothing too like number one hit type thing. It's just it's good. It's a radio friendly song. Yeah, I will say it's catchy. I think it just has a good rhythm to it. I I just think it's fun to listen to. But hey, speaking of NHL, because I was talking about NHL, Mm -hmm. hockey. There's not enough fucking hockey movies out there. They need more. They do. I've only seen the Mighty Ducks and Goon. Yeah. How many Mighty Ducks movies? Because there's like three. Uh, the first and second. First and second? Okay. Really the only ones that matter. Yeah, three was The okay. third one was kind of bad. So you've seen the third one? Yeah. Well, I part of it. I was like, I don't want to finish this. I don't count that as seeing it because I was like, no. Okay. I was like, this ain't it. I... I need more hockey movies, man. I'm in like this renaissance of hockey, and I think it's because they switched over to ESPN, and Mm -hmm. I have ESPN Plus now. I need to get ESPN Plus so I can watch the games when I'm not over here. Yeah. I mean, the stars aren't on it because they have that blacked out role where like if it's on TV for a provider in your area, you can't watch it, which is kind of lame. Oh, I hate that. Yeah. Isn't that the way um, Mavericks is? Yeah. Too? Are the Cowboys, Cowboys do that? Well... Football doesn't really need it because Cowboys are just going to always be on TV. I guess so. Yeah, they're always going to be like on cable. Like it's fucking Jerry Jones. He's going to find a way to make you watch it. Like, look, I know you want to watch your soap opera, but you need to watch the boys and watch Dak Prescott throw a mediocre 250 yards. I think anybody should watch the Cowboys over your soaps. True. Well, I don't know. If Jerry's still alive, I don't know. Anyways, hockey. ESPN, I get to watch the Kraken, I get to watch the Oilers, I get to watch the Sharks, and I love the Sharks because of their jerseys, and their logo's sick as fuck. I think, I think the Kraken have the best jerseys in the game. Yeah, right, right now, now they do. Yeah. Best jerseys in the game. So, I've been on this renaissance of just loving hockey, and I want to watch hockey all the time now, and I only want to hear about hockey. You've gotten me really into it. It's amazing Which sport. is awesome, because I've always wanted to be like, I've always wanted to be into hockey. Yeah, it makes me want to like join a beer league, although I don't know how to skate. I've never stick handled. I don't. I probably have average hand eye coordination now. Back in the day, amazing because I was yeah. always like doing something sports related. But now, like I don't know. I guess I never lose that. I'm pretty good at catching. I'm pretty good at like knowing where something's going, tracking. I, I so. have too much trouble keeping like watching it on TV. I'm like I don't know where the puck is. I have no idea. No There's problem. actually a book that tells you where to look instead of like. Tr- you don't want to follow the puck. You want to look at situations or whatever. Yeah. And that's how, I guess that's what I've learned. Like, I'm just kind of looking around. Like, if it's in, like, the Stars offensive zone, I'm, like, looking around. Like, instead of looking where they're fucking jamming for the puck. Mm-hmm. So, but the hockey movies I was thinking of is Goon, Mighty Ducks. Goon 2. Yeah, Goon 2. All the Mighty Ducks movies. And I'm trying to think. There's Miracle with Kurt Russell. Miracle. Which is a good movie. Um... Uh, there's a movie called Young Blood with Keanu Reeves, uh, Rob Lowe, That's right. and we Patrick Swayze. About, we were talking about that last night. Yeah, because he plays a French Canadian. He's a fucking NML, is what Keanu Reeves says. Does he do the Keanu bobble? Yeah, he does the Keanu bobble. It's fucking Keanu. I love the Keanu bobble. I, I love that he does it as John Wick, too. It's such a serious character. Yeah, because I was like looking, like, what are what are some hockey movies? There's a movie called Slapshot from the 70s, which is considered like one of the best comedies and hockey movies really? i never heard of it it's it's awesome it's pretty funny there's something called mr hockey about gordy howe slap shot 1977 
but there's just not enough big time movies yeah. for it. And we watched another movie recently called Indian Horse. Oh, that was the other one you talked about last night. Was not what we were expecting. Yeah. It fucked us up. And any other movie we like look for when it comes to hockey is either like a comedy that just happens to have hockey in it. Yeah. But not really about hockey. Or it's just too much of a kid's movie where you're like, that's not really what I want to watch. So somebody please make a good hockey movie. Like what? G- give us a plot line for a hockey movie. A Go. plot line for a hockey movie? Yes, yes. Um, well, I feel like with any sports movie, they have to be the underdogs. Okay. Yeah. And, um, they, their team, no, they were once on top. No, this doesn't feel too much like Goon. Um, hmm. But Goon, they were never on top. They, they were, well, they were dog shit. Well, no, they had the one, the one guy was good. The and one then guy he got was scaled. good. Yeah. Okay. So the team was on top. And now they haven't had a winning season in, let's say, seven years. Yep. They haven't had a winning season. No, you know, let's make it insane. Let's. The team hasn't had a winning season in... 30. Yeah, let's go with 30. Let's make it fucking nuts. All right, 30. So it's like... Um, was it the... When, like, the distance... Let's make it like a, like a situation where... Was it the Cubs that won the World Series and it hadn't... Yeah, that's a hundred something years. How long has hockey been around? Longer than that. Okay, so like a hundred years. <laughs> this team hasn't had a winning season in eighty-five years. Okay, I think that's reasonable because yeah. that's the forties. Yeah. So yeah, the hockey they were teams good. Were around. They were good back then, but for some reason it just wasn't happening. Okay. And so eighty-five years later, um, they get um this generational talent they get this group of three best friends that grew up in Canada and they lived in like poorer situations I guess and they like their their schools didn't have a hockey team but they always wanted to play hockey so on the weekends or after school or whatever they would play some pond hockey play some pond hockey and um, the um, hmm, I don't know. This is why I don't write movies. Help me out. Come up with something. I have one of my own. If you just want me, to I want to hear yours. I'm not. I don't write movies. Okay. Um, this is for anyone to take. For anyone who's listening, if you're thinking the same thing I'm thinking, they need be more hockey movies and it's just a basic mold of a hockey movie underdog someone who gets their chance and then you know runs with it mm-hmm. um it's set in america because you know i think more americans should be turned on to hockey i mean the nhl is an american league basically not really american but it's american dominated all the teams are in america that's true but, well not all teams there's Six, a I lot think, of in Canada are in America. A majority of them are. But a lot America. of the players, even on the American teams, are like Canadian or. Oh, yeah. They're either from Canada, Switzerland, Sweden, Russia, um, yeah. Greenland, Finland. There's an abundance of American teams, but not an abundance of American players. No, which is okay. But I thought of this thing of like this guy who pretty much grew up playing it and 
he went to a point to his life where he put hockey on the back burner because he needed to care for either his family or just, you know, it wasn't going to pay the bills for now. And he was really young when he had to make that decision. Mm -hmm. So he, when he starts getting like time to himself, it's kind of, he joins like a beer league and people are like noticing like, this guy's pretty fucking good. And then he gets picked up, and then they realize, where were you for, like, the past 10 years? Like, we heard about you in high school and shit. And, you know, it just tells this, like, fucked up story of, like, he went through so much shit. And then he overcomes it and finally makes it to the show. I want a movie. I was just thinking about this. I, that was that, That's a really good concept, too. I want, I want a movie that shows the perspective of the other team in the underdog story. So the team that sucks builds up and trains and becomes the winning team that season. I want a movie about the other team getting insanely insanely angry because they just lost to this shit team and they just have to deal with it and the movie ends with them just being like well oh, next dude, year i guess they could do a movie about the danbury uh trashers have you heard about that story no okay so it's a doc on uh netflix uh the untold series specials mm-hmm. so it's basically about this team in a they're pretty much like a semi-pro team Mm-hmm. And uh, there's this rich guy in like Massachusetts area. His, I think his I forget his name. Last name's Galante. I know the son is like uh, AJ Galante. And uh, this guy's connected to the mob. All right. Really. He own, and he owns a trash company. So he's got all these trash trucks, and he's got all like this money. And so what he does, he buys the semi-pro team for his son. And the son is going to be the general manager of the team. Okay. His son is 17 years old. So his son doesn't know how to generally manage a team. Not really. He's 17. But his son's also a huge hockey slash wrestling fan. Okay. So his son actually does pretty good at this. He, instead of thinking more about hockey, thinks more about how to make this a promotional thing. So he wants to get goon players, people who fight names that like seem pretty like familiar. So the first name that they get or they pick up, they go, we got Gretzky. And everybody's like, what? We got Gretzky. By the way, Gretzky has a younger brother or an older brother, whatever. Oh, okay. So they, they got a Gretzky. It but just, we have Gretzky. It wasn't the great one. It's like when I texted CJ, we got Curry, Seth. <laughs> they do that. They get it's a bunch like, of it's like it's like Seth is in lowercase, but the last name is in all caps. They do that. They get a bunch of fighters and a bunch of guys who are like were good, but for some reason they couldn't like be that good. There was one guy who was like really good. However, teams were always concerned about him because he only had one eye. Oh, yeah. Good God. Yeah. yeah. The other one was like a glass eye, but he could score. Bro, he was fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah. And also the way the pairs were getting played was they were getting paid like what the league said they could get paid. But also the guy connected to the mob, the owner, was paying them under the table. Oh. And was paying them fat stacks. So he, he was, was also more. Yeah, he was also buying their houses. He bought like basically a whole neighborhood for the team to live in. Oh my god, that's insane. Yeah. And the league pretty much like the team folded once the guy started getting indictments and the FBI started looking into him and found Naturally. him guilty of shit. Yeah. So that yes. would be a good story to see like Let how that tax evasion. 
I don't know. That's how they all end. You should watch down. it. You should watch it. It's fucking dope. It it's on again? ESPN. Um, it's the untold uh, penalties and crimes. I think untold penalties and crimes. I believe it's called. It's dope as fuck, though. I, I enjoyed it. Untold crimes and penalties. Yes. Penalties. Penalties. No, screw it. Penalties. Penalties. The word is now penalties. It's. <laughs> It's basically like cheering for the bad guys. Really? Oh, guess who came out to kind of like drop the puck for them one night? Um, I want to guess. Am I even... Do you think I would even guess it? It's a big name. It's a big name? Like in hockey or in, in the world? In movies and sports in, in the world. In sports meme in the culture. world. In meme culture? One of, the jo- one of the meme jokes about him is that th- this will never get old. Um, I don't even know what to guess. I'm gonna give you some hints. Okay. Um, recently became part of the Fast and Furious franchise. John uh, Cena. Yeah. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I was like, that's the only new new person they added. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I, I, that's Are too you easy. serious? Yeah, Cena. Why? Because he's from the Massachusetts area. Oh, okay. So they were in Danbury, and the guy was able to reach out to him because the team was like that. D- notable mm-hmm. they, were, they were always fighting but they were good but fighting and just these bad guys basically and yeah cena came out and dropped the puck for them one night that's kind of cool actually mm-hmm. was he the biggest dude out there probably not really there's dudes bigger than him yeah there was this guy from like uh nigeria i think and he was huge like he sent he sent in the tape to the team to try to make the team and yeah the, I forgot his name, but like I think his nickname they put was the Nigerian Nightmare. This dude was a unit. Nigerian Nightmare. Dude, that sounds terrifying. Dude was a fucking unit. That's a cool WWE um, tag team name. Probably. We yeah. are the we are the Nigerian Nightmare. Well, that was oh that would be sick. That was cool about like the seventeen year old. Like he loved WWE, so he was like. It makes sense. He's like, I'm trying to make this team look like fucking goons and be the villain and like hot mics and shit. So, yeah. Do they play mic'd up all the time? No. This was back in the day. Oh, so they didn't play mic'd up? No. But if they did, I'm pretty sure it would have been amazing. It probably would have been hilarious. Hearing some of the mic'd ups now, there's a guy on uh, Seattle. His name's Brandon Tenev. He was uh, talking to this one guy who has a massive fucking contract. And Mm -hmm. he's average. He's an average player. What's his name? The guy who has the average contract or yeah. the guy who... Uh, average contract. Jeff Skinner. Plays for Buffalo Sabres. And Tenev, going to the bench, fucking turns around and goes, Skinner, you fucking suck. How the fuck did you get that contract, bud? <laughs> then there was a little exchange what between is- uh, Artemi Panarin and Brad Marchand where... Uh, oh, my God. What? $72 million over an eight-year contract with a $15 million signing bonus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So that's $87 million. Pretty much for the next, uh, how many years was it? Eight-year contract. For the next eight years, yeah. And he... Oh my God, dude. He is not worth that. There was a... Here, look at this. 87 divided by... That's ten point eight million a year. Yeah, 
Right through his glove. <laughs> Hockey just seems hilarious. So for those of you who don't know, there's a... It just seems like middle schoolers picking on each other. Yeah, there's this uh, Russian guy named Artemi Panarin for the New York Rangers. He's talking to a guy from Boston, Brad Marchand, and it looks like it's a heated conversation, so he picks, picks his glove off his hand and just throws it at him. And there's jokes about it going like Brad Marchand said he didn't like what I had for Thanksgiving. Yeah, that's such a that's such a memeable clip. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, I sent it to the boys uh, going like this is how we be acting since like kindergarten. Yeah, this is how we've been acting. Really? Like we have not grown up. That's so fucking hilarious. Yeah, but please, more fucking we hockey do, movies. Yes, that would actually be sick. Cause like I've said, I've only seen the two. What? The two Mighty Ducks movies and Goon and Goon Two. That's it. I want to see more. We need more hockey movies. I think hockey isn't mainstream enough of a sport. Yeah. For there to be that, for there to be enough movies. Yeah, because I looked at basketball. There's a bunch of basketball movies. There's a shitload of football movies, which is hilarious. Because someone pointed out how football is such a niche sport that American football is really only. Or Americans who like football, because if you look, that's around, true. If you look around the country, hockey played in America, played in Canada, played on the eastern side of the world, in yeah. Russia, Finland, Switzerland, um, all the cold places, and then even in like Australia too, yeah. they play it. And then like basketball, you have yeah. European leagues. Um, baseball too. They play basketball like in like Japan and stuff. Pretty much everywhere. Yeah. Baseball's the same way. Baseball. Like Korean leagues and uh, Japanese leagues are like really big into baseball. Yeah. And then racing is in every country. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have F one for like the um, eastern side of the world. Then yeah, then soccer. Soccer. Soccer is everywhere. Yeah, and it's more of like the eastern side of the world that plays it, and it's really good at it rather yeah. than America. Yeah, I feel like they say soccer is the biggest sport in the world right now. I think it is. I don't agree with. I it. would agree with that. It probably is the biggest. I don't think it's the most entertaining. It. I can't dig soccer because I think you pointed this out. Hockey and soccer are similar. However, similar. they're opposite in the way they are. You got soccer players who get blown blown on and they fall over faking an ACL injury. Yeah. And you got hockey players who fucking are pronounced dead for five minutes on the bench, get back up and go, Hey coach, put me back in. Is that a real thing that happened? Yeah. For the are Dallas stars. Yeah. This guy had, Oh my a, God. This guy passed out on the star's bench. He was pronounced dead, but was brought back to life. And he goes up to the coach and goes, can I get another shift? Right? A soccer player, y'all got to step it up, bro. Right. And then you got guys that get like cut in the neck. There was that goalie that got cut in the neck uh, all way back in the day. There was a guy that got cut in the neck like years, mm. ago, years ago, like I want to say ten plus years ago. Jeez, I can't even imagine it. Mm. Those are freak accidents. Though. Thinking of, I know, but like thinking is like. Ugh. And then when that goalie got cut in the neck, it was when they didn't wear helmets and they didn't. Oh, have so neck they didn't guards. have like that chin. Yeah, that neck, neck guard. Yeah. So ugh. freak accidents. Yeah. And hockey players back when they started announcing helmets mm-hmm. because they play without helmets, old traditional hockey players at the time were like, "If you wear a helmet, you're a chicken shit." Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> now people are like, "No, wear a fucking helmet. Yeah. We don't need we don't need CTE out here." Yeah. So it's like making fun of someone for wearing a helmet playing football. Pussy. Was that face mask? <laughs> Vagina. What are you scared of? A concussion? Oh, no brain damage. Uh, 
Losing f- bodily functions. Oh, uh, dead brain cells. Ooh. Grow up. You're going to be Mr. Harvard growing up. Get the fuck out of here. Take a puck to the face for your fucking team, you fucking... You know what I mean? Who is the guy... Who is the athlete that did the murder and they're saying it was... Aaron Hernandez. That's what I was saying. I was uh, like, what are you... Ooh, Aaron Hernandez. Play without a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> it's okay. Am I an asshole? I don't know. Are you? I don't know. We're about to find out if someone is. Guys, we forget sometimes. And we're going to... I'm going to apologize at least. I don't know how Ryan feels about it. We're only human. Okay. Um, Humans forget. We forgot to do r slash am i the asshole last week did we forget to do it the week before too probably probably we probably did i'm gonna go ahead and say we did probably didn't but probably um, did. oh and you know what we forgot last week but we have one this week and you know what it's a pretty long one oh, so now it has a tldr at the bottom okay. but it stands for too long didn't read but since we forgot last week we're gonna read at least it's not that long i mean it's longer than the last one was if i remember correctly i think I don't know, but you want me to gonna, do this one? Huh? You want me to do this one? Uh, yeah, you can do it. We're gonna dive into the top post of the week on r slash am I the asshole and talk about it. All right, children, gather around the tree, listen to Uncle Roy, and tell the story of am I the asshole for refusing to apologize to my husband? Uncle Ryan, riding- scaring the children. And my an asshole for refusing to apologize to my husband in writing after I canceled all his family invitations to a Christmas celebration at our house. This is a goodie. We should follow this one. This one sounds like it's going to be juicy. Okay. This is too long. Didn't read at the bottom, but we're going to read it. Okay. So to give some context, I, female 32, have been married to my husband, male 39, for four years. I work a full-time job while he does a three times a week night shift. We have a two-year-old, and I'm six months pregnant. Oh, cool. This whole drama started days ago. My husband has a large family, and on every Christmas, they'd gather at his father's house. My father-in-law passed away a year ago, and this year my husband decided as the man of the family to host Christmas at our house. Unbeknownst to me, he sent out invitations for a five-day Christmas celebration to his entire family, which are about 26 members in total. Jeez. Those are rookie numbers. I found out about... I guess it's a lot for me because I'm white. Yeah. We, I found, have, we have nine. I found out about by accident, and I was too shocked to react. I confronted him on it, and he said I shouldn't be surprised and just get used to it because after his father's death, he's now the family's head, and all major family events will be held in our house and in his presence. I freaked out and said, and first said no. This is wrong, and he should have talked to me first before sending out any invitations to his family, knowing I have other commitments, like work, taking care of the house, and our son. He said we'll manage if I took time off work, but that means more workload later, and I take away from my maternity leave. I demanded he cancel the invitations, but he refused, saying, over my dead body, (laughs) then walked out. Jeez, that's a bit aggressive, don't you think, bud? I feel like if you say that to your pregnant wife, she's going to be like, you know what? Fine. (laughs) That can be arranged. It was the hormones officer. The officer would be like, you know what? I got it. 
I ended up sending a mass text to everyone who received an invitation explaining that we will not be hosting Christmas this year. He found out and went off on me, calling my behavior outrageously appalling and said that I broke his word to his family and made him look small I'm and sorry. with no authority. If, if you, I'm sorry, if you're the type of person to look at your partner and say your behavior is appalling, <laughs> get out. Don't use the word appalling. I, in a very strict tone, replied that I didn't sign up to host a celebration and accommodate 26 people while pregnant, taking care of a toddler and working. And I don't care if he became the head of the family. After his father's death, because it means nothing to me, oh fuck, that's hard, Whoa. he took offense to that and walked out almost crying. He later talked about how I disrespected his father and him with what I said, and I demanded a handwritten apology for canceling the event and for being insensitive towards him and undermining his authority in front of his family, but I said no apology from me in any form, and the issue is still up, especially with my mother-in-law mother -in -law giving me a stern talk about how out of line... I was for disrespecting my husband's decisions regarding the holiday celebration with the family. Too long did not read. Okay. My husband you don't invited have to read him. that since we read it. That's just if you didn't feel like reading it. Oh, okay. ETA. All good? ETA to put this out there he planned on sitting and telling stories of his dad while I handle everything in his family believe that as guests it's rude to ask them to help I believe everyone sucks in this situation but the husband sucks a little bit more the wife was good until she said I don't give a damn about your father that yeah. was a little harsh to me because that it, one yeah this is one of those situations where I feel like if someone said that to you, Luke, you'd be like, sweet, me too. I know, right? <laughs> I'm sorry. That was no, that's true. Um, I don't know, man. Like, well, I think every... You're not the asshole for canceling the family invitations. We understand. And refusing... I wouldn't want to do that. Hold on. A written apology. Who does... It, first, he uses the word appalling... Then he wants a written apology. He's like on a power trip. Like he I thinks like he thinks like he's that special where it's like I deserve a written apology. Like you're my child or something. I feel like he's the same type of person I was talking about a couple of episodes ago that says that beans, coffee beans from a different country, taste different than coffee beans from another country, just because they're grown in a different place. Just, just dirty beans, man. I bet he's the same person that does that. If he wants a written apology and he looks at his partner and says. Your behavior is appalling. <laughs> when have you ever used that word? I don't know, but I feel like... Not his, ironically. I feel like his name is Bartholomew. Probably. Either Bartholomew, Beethoven, um, Benjamin, and he goes by Benjamin. Benjamin. Yeah, he, he, only, does, he, he only goes by like Benjamin. Him, he doesn't like him when people call him Ben. His, his nickname growing up was Benji, and only his mother can call him that. Only his mom can call him Benji. And he has a dog... Named um, Toto. No, it's not Toto. It's going to be something insane. Wilbur. Like, um, the problem is, I'm trying to get away from like B names, but it's just like I only want to use Bartholomew, Bartholomew, Winston, Bar Watson, Winston Charles the Third. That's his Winston dog's name. Charles the Third. His, his name, name is Benjamin. His dog's name is Winston Charles the Third. He uses the word appalling unironically, and he wants everybody to write out an apology to him about everything. Well, his name is Reginald Cantwell the Third from the Cantwell Fortune, and formerly from the Cantwell Fortune. 
believe the camera watch it. Uh, everyone in this situation sucks because of what you... You're an asshole for what you said, but not for canceling the invitations and stuff. The top comment of it says, not the asshole. Is he delusional? A written apology? What are you, his servant? Jesus Christ, that's repulsive. It is repulsive. They said the fact... The next comment says, the fact to say he made him feel small and with no authority shines a light on how he sees their relationship dynamic. Yeah, the, no authority. It's not authority. It's a 100% late relationship. She gives 100, you give 100. There ain't no, like, look, woman, you listen to me. I know, yeah, you're That's not... That's toxic as fuck, bro. The, the next comment says, very true. In fact, I'd file for divorce if my husband does been talk to me like that. The authority thing would make me physically sick. For Ooh. real, for real. What's in the... Because these are a bunch of replies. I want to see, like, the next full top comment. That isn't just replies. That is the one thing that you have to scroll forever. Oh, that's way too long. I don't feel like reading that. Uh, I don't feel like reading it. Well, to be frank, you're an asshole, <laughs> but you're not the only long. asshole. Yeah, for the situation you were asking about, no. But you are an asshole for saying what you said about the guy's dad. Yeah, because here's the thing about a Mexican family that's a big Mexican family, which I live in. We don't care if you're a guest. You're fucking working. <laughs> like, even though it's held at someone's house, you're still working. Everyone's putting in work. Everybody's bringing something. Everyone's got a job. They're going to do that job. Right. You know? Like, it's not stress, baby. We're just wor- we're just working here. We're having good laughs while we're working. Someone's cooking a turkey while someone else is doing the stuffing. Someone else is handling desserts. And we're just talking, talking shit, drinking beers, and talking about <sighs> botflies. It's okay. Here, I'll show you that to make you happy. Liam just sent me that. What is that? It's a McLaren 570S. Sheesh. There's a Corvette next to it, too. Jesus Christ. Yeah, but look at the McLaren. Yeah, so. look at the Corvette. The Corvette's sexy. That's just a C7 Stingray. It's not that exciting. Now, if it was a Z06, that would be exciting. You're not that exciting. I don't like American cars. <laughs> You're not that exciting. Get the fuck out of here. It's in McLaren orange, too. Give me the fuck out of here. You got fuck about your McLaren orange. Okay. Thanks for getting your fix with us. Now. Oh, now. Wait. Now. Press, so I stop press it, it now. now. But when you I had lo- me restart it. When I look at you now, yeah. that means stop. So you stop. look at me. But press, press the space bar. Now? Now. 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 But you had me restart it. So why'd you have me restart it? Thanks for getting your fix with us. Dun, dun, dun. So dun, now. Now is when I dun. did it. Yes. Oh, let's okay. Let's try this countdown. I'm gonna try this again. Okay. Where are you going? I'm leaving. What are you doing? I'm leaving. What? But why? Why are you leaving? What did I do, Ryan? We have a business. <laughs>